the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Are you a leader? Maybe you're the head of household, a supervisor at work, the CEO of your own business. Are you facing opposition or a situation that you need God to give you direction? God tells Joshua how to win, conquer, and possess the land, how to rely on him and how to reach every goal. And we too must strive for the greatest because you were born to win, to conquer and possess the land. God said to Joshua, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. You are the new leader of Israel. Now be strong and brave. You will be a great leader, and they will conquer all the land, I promise, to their ancestors. He's speaking about the children of Israel in Joshua 1.9. But you must be strong and brave. And then he tells Joshua what he must do. To conquer the land. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. You must obey every letter of the law that I gave to Moses. If you are careful and obey every word, you will be successful in all your undertakings. Then Joshua always remind the people about the laws. You yourself must meditate on them every day and every night. Then you are sure to obey all of them. This you must do to be brave and strong. Don't ever be afraid or doubt that God is with you wherever you go. The title of our lesson today is Be Brave and Strong. Today, I'm going to give you four points to ask God for. Things that will alter your life and empower you from on high so that you receive supernatural power in prayer. Now, God told Joshua what he must do to succeed. You must meditate on the word day and night, that it must not depart from your mouth. For if it departs from your mouth, it has left your heart. That's what he was telling Joshua. Remember, for out of the heart come the issues of life. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. God wanted to empower Joshua. He told him, I will never leave you and I will never stop helping you. That's the word of the Lord for you today. 
I am going to help you. I am not going to leave you. I am not going to forsake you. I am right here by your side. I'm looking onto your situation. I know everything that concerns you, and I am here to help you. Be strong, be brave, and don't ever be afraid or doubt that God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 9. Oh my goodness, God sent me to lift somebody up today. God gave Joshua specific instructions. If you follow these instructions, Joshua, remember what he just said? You will succeed in all that you do. He was letting Joshua know that there's power in the word. Follow the word of God, Joshua. Be obedient. That's the word of the Lord for us today, to be obedient to God's word. And we will succeed in all that we do. He will not fail us. The power behind God's word it is God himself. God wanted Joshua to be strong and courageous. God wants us to meditate on the word, allowing it to go deep down inside our innermost parts of our heart. To bring up from within us strength to fight every battle. You see, God knew if Joshua stayed in the word, he would not turn back. He wouldn't cower down in the heat of battle. It's God's word within us that rises up and gives us courage to face the most difficult circumstances. Joshua, be strong and courageous. God is with you wherever you go. Joshua, now the people are yours to lead. They once followed Moses. Now you must lead. You were a soldier, and now you are the first in command. Joshua, you must learn quickly to count on God and pray and meditate on his word. You must not doubt Joshua. You must think on the goodness of God. Oh, my goodness, that's the word for us today. Like Joshua, we must become a house of prayer. We must be able to say, come what may, I will stand. I'm talking to someone today. If you cannot see your way out of the circumstance, count on the salvation of God and stand. When you can say, if I can't see my way out, I will stand and see the salvation of the Lord. When I am not sure how I'm going to accomplish this, I am going to stand to see the salvation of the Lord. When we face adverse circumstances, we must call upon the name of the Lord. Have I not commanded thee? Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Oh, that is such an awesome, powerful word. Numbers 23 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? I want to share something with you. My son had to take a major exam, and this exam lasted like over a three-day period. He studied, he reviewed, he was all, you know, psyched up, as young people say. He was ready to sit for this major exam. So we went for the first day of the exam, and when he sat for the exam, he came out, he was pretty confident, you know, okay, I think I did good, I think I did good. We were all, you know, rooting him on, okay, okay. The second day he sat for the exam, doubt began to sink into his spirit. I talked to him by phone and I said, hey, son, so how'd it go today? He said, I messed up. He said, I just messed up. There's no way I'm going to pass this test. You know, and he just said, 
Oh, it, it was just horrible. I said, what happened? He said, I had to answer this major essay question. And as I began to write and I had like half a page of answers, you know, on the page, I'm just typing away and typing away. He said, and then I realized, wait a minute, that's not what they wanted to know. That's not really how I should answer this. I'm answering this question all wrong. He said, so then I decided, okay, let me erase all this. Well, after I erased my entire answer and I began to type again, he said, time was up. Therefore, I flunked the entire essay portion of the test. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is so serious. And he said, you know, it's really bad. If you don't pass the essay portion of this test, it's counted so greatly, you can't pass this exam at all. He said, I might as well not go back for the rest of the exam because I'm not going to pass. And I said, no, 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 listen, listen. I'm going to be praying. You go back in there. Finish this exam. You got to believe in God. Come what may, God's not going to fail you, son. You've got to believe that God is going to allow you to finish this and to win this victory. He said, he's like, okay, you know, finally, it took a lot now to convince him. He goes back into the exam. He sits for the exam. And as I'm sitting there praying in my prayer place, I'm praying the entire time. This guy is sitting for the exam, you know, my middle son. And I'm convinced that God, you know, Lord, you can do this. It doesn't matter what the circumstances is. I know you're all powerful. You know, I want to tell you, he finished the exam. And when he came out of the exam, he still was discouraged. He said, you know, I still I think I did good today. But that major part that I messed up on, it's got me. I, I can't cross the finishing line. Well, I want to tell you, when I was praying, the Lord told me, he said, I'm going to give him the victory. I am going to give him the victory. That's what the Holy Spirit spoke. When my son came out of the exam and gave me all the sad luck and sorrows, I said, listen, the Lord told me that he's going to give you the victory. And I don't know how that's going to happen with what you're telling me, but I do know what I heard the Lord say. Do I need to tell you that this guy passed the exam with flying colors? He scored so high in the other areas of the test that it's like it wiped out. The essay, you know, the amount that the essay would have covered. It was so awesome. I'm here to tell you, if God has spoken it, he will perform it. God had given him the victory and all he had to do was finish the battle because it was already won. It had been given into his hand. Joshua was by Moses' side when Moses went up to Mount Sinai to meet with God. Moses had an intimate relationship with God. Joshua was with Moses in the tent of the meeting when God's glory came down at the entrance and the Lord spoke to Moses in Exodus 33, 11. Joshua must have experienced a burning fire from within. It had to be similar to Jeremiah's experience of having fire in his bones. Joshua had continuous fellowship with God. This is the key to power. That's how we get answers and see a tremendous move of God's hand when we pray. Having a continuum of prayer. I know you've heard me say this before, but it's vitally important. We must ask God, give me the spirit of prayer. Moses had it. Joshua had it. Jeremiah had it. Elijah had it. And Daniel had it. They had a spirit of prayer upon them, an anointing, a powerful anointing in their life for prayer. And God has given all of us access to that anointing. If we want to walk in great power, ask God, give me the spirit of prayer. 
Jesus told the disciples, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. He was telling them, stay in that prayer place. Stay there and don't leave until the Holy Spirit visits you. A great blessing is going to come upon you and you will receive power from on high. When we ask God for the spirit of prayer, we are asking him for power from on high. We're asking him to walk in great blessings. We are requesting for God to place an anointing upon our life that nothing can defeat. When we pray, we enter a supernatural dimension of power. Please remember this. In this year of communion, we are asking God for three things. Lord, give me your presence. That when I pray for someone, they are engulfed and surrounded by your presence and they can feel your power and they know that you are real. This brings deliverance and healings and answers to prayer. Lord, give me your righteousness that I may discern and make right decisions according to the word of God, having insight, revelations beyond my natural years, wisdom and truth. That's what God gives us when we say, give me your righteousness. And the third point is, Lord, give me your peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding through Christ Jesus. When we have the peace of God, we don't doubt God. We don't doubt that he's with us. We know that he hears us. We are not in anxiety and worry and fear. We are not tormented by that demonic spirit of fear. Oh, my goodness. And to those three, we added, Lord, give me spirit of prayer. If you ask God for this, your prayers will be endued with power from on high and your prayers will move mountains out of the way. Sickness and disease will flee. Deliverance will happen from drug addiction, pornography, all forms of wickedness of deliverance will happen in people's lives. God will speak to you and your inner ear and guide you from within your spirit. For the Bible says deep calleth unto deep. He will draw you close to him. That's what happened when we pray like this. Others will want to know how is it that God performs these mighty works in your life? Joshua had a spirit of prayer. He turned to God with his difficulties. He turned to God with his trials and the sadness of his heart. He could no longer turn to Moses. Moses was dead. Joshua had to turn to God. There comes a day when those we depend upon might not be there to help us. And we have to know how to get to God for our prayers to move things in the spirit realm. We have to live in a state of communion with God, striving for unbroken communion. This is supernatural power. Just as God parted the Red Sea from Moses and the children of Israel, God rolled back the Jordan River for Joshua and the children of Israel to cross on dry land. God gave Joshua a mighty victory at the city of Jericho. God destroyed the strong walls of Jericho and the city was delivered delivered to Joshua as a victory. After that, Joshua suffered a terrible defeat because there was sin among his people. Unconfessed sin can lead us to a place of defeat. God wants us to have the victory. Confess sin in our lives and walk in obedience. Unconfessed sin is dangerous. It's a hindrance to our prayers and it gets in between us and God. Proverbs 128 says, Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. 
that will earnestly seek me, but will not find me. However, when we confess our sin, 1 John 1, 8 to 9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He wants us to walk in communion with him. He wants us to be obedient to his word and let it not depart from our mouths. So he is going to forgive us and he wants us to seek forgiveness because he wants to bless us. Meditate and read his word day and night. Focus on the word of God. He wants us to focus on the good things. The word of God is good. He wants us to focus on the good things. When we focus on goodness, when we focus on the goodness of God, we draw close to him. As Joshua stays close to God, watch what God does for him. He was in the heat of battle. He needed more daylight when he was in the heat of battle against his enemies. So Joshua turns to God and let's see if God answers him. Joshua 10, 12 to 14. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon, stay. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that day before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Joshua didn't pray a long prayer. He didn't plead or beg God. Joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still and the battle was won. Remember what God said to Job? He said, have you ordered the morning? Have you commanded the morning? Oh, he's telling us something right there. Look how Joshua just prayed. Joshua didn't plead for help. It wasn't a weak prayer at all. Joshua commanded because he had seen what God had done with Moses. Joshua took authority over the situation. Joshua had seen the mighty move of God's hand, how he delivered his enemies, defeating them in the past. So Joshua had no boundaries on God. He had no limitations on what he knew that God could do. God's power was unlimited to Joshua. So when he spoke and commanded the sun and the moon to stand still, he knew he didn't have to try to pray a hard prayer. He didn't have to try to do something. He didn't have to try to agonize and press his way in prayer. He knew that he could command simply and that it would be done. Oh, my goodness, that is so outstanding. After this, though, Joshua went to battle and no one could withstand them. God fought for Israel. They became unstoppable, unmovable. No one could stand before them and win. Oh, my goodness. Joshua had become a mighty prayer warrior and a mighty warrior for God. As long as we are living in a holy and set aside life for God, God will move mighty events will happen through our prayer. We are to be holy as he is holy. One of the most powerful ways to pray, 
to really cleanse the path for our prayers to do significant, powerful things in the spirit realm to take manifestation in this realm. We must confess our sin. We need to go to a private place often where we can speak out loud and no one can hear. There's something powerful about speaking our confession out loud to God about what we have done, what we have experienced and pleading with God for his forgiveness where we can whisper to him and confess and speak out loud. And he is not unrighteous that he would not forgive us. He washes the path clean for our prayers to move things in the spirit realm. Once we confess our sin, then it's time to ask God to take us to another level in prayer because you have cleared the path. Expect God to endue you with power. Now, God's word, if it abides in you and you abide in his word, then you become the house of prayer. The Lord said, my house will be a house of prayer. I want to take us to another level today. So oftentimes we only see the church, the building as God's house. But he said that he would abide in us as we abide in him. Well, our heart is the vessel of God. The Holy Spirit lives within our heart. And so therefore our heart, this vessel becomes the house of God. And so therefore, he said, my house will be a house of prayer. He's also talking about us, that we are to be a house of prayer. He's not talking about just the church. We are to be a house of prayer. We are to be a house that lives in communion with God, to strive to have unbroken prayer with God, that we live and move and have our being in a state of communion with God. Then when we lay hands on the sick, sickness and disease will flee. Then when we speak to the blind, they will see deaf ears will be opened. That's when great things happen. When we pray, when we become a house of prayer. Oh, that's so powerful today. When we begin to abide in the word of God, what happens? He begins to unlock the mysteries of the truth in his word. And when he unlocks the mysteries of the truth in his word, we get new revelation. We get revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, the entire Bible begins to open up to us. And we have a new level of understanding. Oh, today I believe that you have gained something new today. That you can walk in a new confidence and a new relationship with God. Understanding that you are the house of prayer. And that God wants to abide in you as you abide in the word of God in unbroken communion with him. Your prayers begin to ascend to a new level with knowledge like this. You begin to walk around striving to obey the word of God, to live, not breaking the word of God, striving to live in communion with the Holy Spirit, inviting the Holy Spirit, to have access to our prayer life, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray. Once you understand that you, your vessel is the house of prayer, oh, you've ascended to a new height now. 
and your level of understanding, you can no longer go back to where you were. You stepped into a new dimension of prayer. You've gone to ascend unto a new level. You will pull down strongholds. You will defeat the powers of darkness, demonic forces that dominate regions. Your powers will break through. Come what may, like Joshua you'll know that you can stay in no matter what forces you may face. There may be opposition on every side of you at work, maybe in your place of business, maybe in your community, no matter where you go. But when you know that you are that vessel where the spirit of the Lord dwells and that you are the house of prayer, you will conquer. And the Lord is saying to you, Like Joshua, be courageous, be brave, for the Lord thy God is with you, and you will conquer wherever the soles of your feet step. That land shall be yours. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.